Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Haters Press Conference podcast. This is the first place, some say only, where you can hear football's leading managers' press conferences in full. I, I don't think so, but there's a remedy for that already. Just show a yellow card or send someone off. It's, it's, it's there, it's in the rules. Like, how much you tolerate is really up to you. Adding another one, what's that going to do? Is that going to mean, is it degree of dissent or is it any dissent? Or is it kind of the magnitude of the dissent? Is it what you say? Is it what you do? So the, the remedy's already there. Now, if it's not being enforced to a level that people are satisfied, well, do that. That's the change you need to make. I don't know why. I mean, I don't want to talk too much about it because I just, I just, like I said, I, 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 I'm in a different space in terms of where I think football's at. But one team being down to 10 men for 10 minutes, you know what it's going to do to our game? <laughs> it's going to destroy it, mate. You're going to have one team just sitting there trying to waste time for 10 minutes waiting for a guy to come on. You know, like I said, every other game is trying to speed up. Every other sport is trying to declutter. All we're trying to do is go the other way for some bizarre reason. But like I said, I'm sure there's some... You know, I guess it comes down to whoever we feel should be the custodians of the game to protect the game. I... That's always my fear. Who's, who's, who are the custodians? And I'm not talking about coaches and players. God forbid, it could be a journalist. It could be somebody who just loves the game. Anybody who understands our game and protects it. Because, like I said, if it just melds into what every other sport is, well, we lose. There's a reason this game is more popular than any other game in the world is because you can get a ball, put two bags down as goals, and away you go. On the subject of technology, it's slightly different. And there was an Opta supercomputer last week, apparently, who gave Tottenham less than a 0.1% chance of winning the title. Now, I know you before you asked, <laughs> worst person in title race, and you said yes. What, 
what do you think your chances are? A supercomputer. So, so does it does it go into a phone booth and change and and turn into something else from just a normal computer or no idea? Uh, and what do you say? Point one percent. So we got a chance then. <laughs> go for it, mate. No problems. We got no issues with that. Yeah, we got a chance. Yeah, look, I'm definitely, um, yeah, excited's probably a good word. Only because, like I said, it gives us a chance to, to kind of, you know, put some things into place with our training, with the way we want to play our football, to see how, if we can go up another level and another two levels, another three levels between now and the end of the year. We've got 15 games to go. Um, <clears throat> like I said, we've got probably the healthiest list we've had since the start of the season, and... Um, that gives you that platform, but we still got to go out there and perform. It doesn't make it any easier. It doesn't make it, you know, it doesn't give us um, any sort of impetus unless we take advantage of that. Now, the evidence I have so far is, like I said, the start of the year when we, like I said, apart from Rodrigo, everyone was fit. You know, our training levels were great, and that was reflected in our football. So we've got to try and replicate that and hopefully raise it a notch. Because I think the other thing you know is, you know, going to the sort of the tail end of the season, there's every team's got a fair bit to play for. So there won't be any sort of easy game fixtures along the way. Everyone's got a, a hell of a lot of motivation. So we've got to match that. We can't just per say, well, we've got all our good players out in. So we've got to just go out there and we just roll out our football. You know, at the start of the year, we were doing that because, you know, like I said, our training was really good. Guys were really focused and, and we need to do that. And, and look, having the extra bodies also means competition for places is, is also, um, you know, um, at a higher level, which I always think is good. I, I like it when there's competition for places. Not that I think people get complacent. It's just you kind of everyone tries to raise their level, which is only a good thing whether you're in or out of the team. You want to push to get in there, and if you're in there, you want to maintain and increase your standards so you don't miss out. So I think all those kind of factors give us a platform to finish the season strong, and we should finish the season strong. Matt. <coughs> Hello. Um, you just mentioned custodians when you took him to, to Tom there. You sort of made it clear where you where you want custodians to be. Are you concerned about what custodianship we have at the moment? Well, I don't even know. Who, I mean, I, I assume that that you know the the governing bodies are the custodians at the moment. But I'm, but I guess when I'm what I'm talking about is the the detail of it. That when, for want of a better word, when change presents itself, who's representing the game? And are we getting enough of a cross-section of who we need to be? So if you're asking me how it currently works, I've got no idea, mate. I haven't been in that space and I, I dare I say it, I never will be. So, but I'm just, I, when I talk about those things, I don't, uh, I take my manager, I'm just talking of it as a fan of the game. That's all I'm saying is that as a fan of the game, I've always loved the fact that, you know, for the most part, our game has remained untouched for my sort of 40 years experience in it there's been some rule changes which you know I remember you know when I was playing I could pass it back to my goalkeeper and pick it up and then he'd throw it back to me and I'd pass it back to him and pick it up again and we used to and you know what they changed the why because I didn't want to see that didn't want to see the game slowing down I didn't say good decision 
let's go with it. And I don't think anyone's complained about it. But, you know, other than that, there haven't been too many shifts. You know, we, I don't know why all of a sudden we've seen such a major transformation. We've let technology in the door. We know that's going to affect it. So let's just see how that plays out before we start thinking about other significant changes. So that's, I guess I'm saying, is the conversation we're having now, who's having those conversations, I don't know. You might know better than me. Yeah. Uh, also, if I, if I can go back, it sort of goes back a little bit to the last time you probably spoke. But, um, <coughs> Vicario and corners and, and protection and stuff, is it something you yeah, have to have conversations about that to clear that up with, with officials? Or? Um, I haven't because I, 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 I struggle with that stuff. I've, like I've said before, I've kind of always been the one where you've got to just respect the referee's decision or the umpires. But I think, you know, we have sent some stuff to, to get some clarification. Because, again, I think... Now, again, I'm going to get called out for this, but there was a thing that was quite evident in the game that the goalkeeper was a protected species. I don't think that's just me making that up. I think, And the reason people say that was that if you really impeded a goalkeeper in any way in a six-yard box, you're going to get a foul. You kind of knew that. I knew that as a player. I've known that as a manager. That seems to, there's, there seems to be a shift there. Now, somebody will say to me, well, the rules haven't changed, but I think there's been a shift there um, where now... Because to me, it's it's obstruction, right? When you standing in front of a goalkeeper stopping him before the ball's even arrived, in layman's terms, that's obstruction. Now, somebody's going to tell me that's not a law either, which wouldn't surprise me. But again, it's something that I've kind of thought was part of the game. And I've seen it in general play. I've seen our guys get blocked trying to close people down by other people and I'm, I'm finding it bizarre that it's not getting pulled up anymore and you know with the goalkeepers like I said what's that going to do now well it's pretty much open slather now you can sort of surround the goalkeeper and crowd him and put balls on top of him and you just got to wait for the scramble to finish and see what happens um, I was really proud of Vic the other day that I know people kind of you know, I think they had nine corners after we conceded. I think he dealt with just about every other one by coming out and actually having a crack at it rather than sort of standing on his line and saying, oh, I don't want to get exposed. So oh, I can't praise him highly enough for the way he handled it. And and the whole thing about people saying, well, you know, they've got to be stronger. You know, what does that mean? Well, if he pushes or does anything to a player with VAR, you've got no chance, you know. You, you, you're going to get you're gonna get a penalty against you. So we, we're kind of telling our players now, just be careful in the box. They were looking for everything VAR. You're not going to get away with, you know, a little shirt pull or a little, you know, push. So how are goalkeepers supposed to be stronger in that sense when you've got somebody standing next to you? Obstructing you from doing your job is my point. Like, if there's contact before the ball arrives, I thought that was obstruction now. Like I said, I'll get called out for this because I'm probably, you know, behind the times and maybe there's been a rule change. But there's definitely been a shift, as, as I see it, where... We've had at least two goals, maybe three, that in the past would have been called for fouls on the goalkeeper that are being called now. And not just our game, we've seen it in other games too. No, we've just got to adapt and adjust to it and deal with it the best way we can because obviously there's been a shift in, in the way that's been dealt with. Back, please. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, not a lot. Um, you know, it was, I thought it was a good game. Probably should have finished four-four in the end. To be fair to us, uh, we were, I thought we were a bit unlucky towards the end. But yeah, you kind of know what you're going to get with, like I said, with Brighton. Um, you know, they're going to play their football. We're going to play ours, and hopefully this time we uh, we prevail. But uh, as I said before, I don't think it's going to be a dull affair, and uh, should be exciting for everyone to watch. And obviously, I would like to well, I mean, according to the supercomputer, we've got a naught point, naught, 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 one percent chance of winning it, mate. So until that becomes, until the supercomputer rules us out, we're going to just stay in there and see how, how we go. Okay. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Alan, and then finish with Davide, please. Yeah. You touched on broadcast a bit respect for Brighton's identity. Yeah. Do you see a lot of similarities with your own wider stuff? Like a lot of the stats would suggest possession. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's probably similarities in there, but I think it's fair to say the approaches are, are probably different in terms of when you're looking at positioning of players and, and kind of the methodology of how we get from point A to B. But I think the underlying <coughs> premise is that both teams would like to to have dominance of the ball and, and like to sort of play through lines to, to get to the outcome. They're pretty aggressive on their press. Um, so there are, absolutely, I think there's some synergy there in, in, in kind of the underlying philosophy, for want of a better word. But I think the actual detail of it there's there are differences there um which is only natural because i think i've said before that you know you can't just go along and copy other sort of methodologies you've you got to bring your own sort of spin on it and your own personality and that's where the the differences lie so you know i think it wouldn't surprise me if there are underlying stats that are very similar but how we get to those to that point i think there is a difference between the two teams you deserve to have sort of it can be I guess I always felt with those kind of things it depends really on the on the manager and he's a probably his brief but also he's kind of personality and how he wants to tackle the job you know for others <coughs> you know there's they're more comfortable in a different space others feel like you know they they're kind of the spokesman for the club and, and they, they take on that responsibility I think and like I said a lot of that depends on kind of the club model and how they want um, so I think there's I think there's room for both I think one's probably more demanding I think when you kind of become sort of the the spokesman for the club, you, you, you can get sort of dragged into areas where, you know, 
for all of us we, we've got lim a limit sort of, of energy and time we can we can spend to these things and our priority is still always going to be the team and, and producing results so um, yeah I can see why a lot of clubs would probably say you know what let's just protect our manager and, and sort of get him to focus on what's important and build other things around him um, I think you'll see that more and more I think you'll see more for want of a better term of support services around managers in the future with the demands of, of the role um, because it is becoming or you know, obviously I've been doing it for 26 years but and at different levels but it, it's becoming even more consuming than you, you kind of thought it would be um, when I first started. David, we'll finish with you, please. Um, what do you like about it? Look, I, I, I always kind of like managers and, and coaches who, you know, their teams have kind of a clear identity, but also he's a little bit different. Um, and, you know, probably because of kind of my own sort of journey and, and the way I've got to where I am, you kind of always get attracted to those kind of ideas because you kind of know that for somebody to go even slightly against the grain in football to do something just even a little bit different, it's quite challenging, you know. You, you've got to really have some strong self-belief and some clear ideas in your head. And and with Roberto, you can see, I mean, I, you know, even before he got to, to the Premier League, you know, as I saw, or Shakhtar, wherever he was, you could already see those, you know, you know, elements of him doing things differently and you know, there, there are a lot of managers like that that I always respect because like I said it's, it's very difficult even to go slightly against the grain in football because you'll get questions straight away you know, uh, as to why you think you can do something differently and it's going to be better than what's happened before so I've got respect for that. You, your team's probably play the best football in the Premier League. What do you like about Brighton in terms of start playing again? Well, thank you. I mean, I, I reckon there'd be supporters of other clubs who disagree with you. But um, look, I, I, like I said, with the way they play, they're really brave with their football, with their possession football. You know, they're prepared to sort of, you know, draw teams in into areas that other, you know, other sort of clubs would look at risky, you know, about bringing the opposition into, you know, really deep areas to then be able to exploit them. And that takes a lot of, not just bravery, but a lot of coaching, um, a lot of information, um, both from, you know, and the players are included in that, you know, they, they've got to be pretty brave to play that way. So I have a great admir admiration for that because like I said, that's, I guess in football, that's where the greatest risk lies when you play football in your own defensive half or defensive third, knowing that, there's always the potential that something won't go right and you concede and the questioning will come straight away as to, well, you know, why do you do that? So, um, you know, I think whenever I see teams that kind of set up in that way and like I said, there are different variations of it. Um, but with, And, you know, they're exciting to watch. You know, as, again, if I stop being a manager and I'm a supporter, it'd be one of the teams I'd like to watch. Okay, thanks guys. Thanks, guys. <clears throat> If you like what you hear, please remember to subscribe or follow and leave us a positive review. It really will help us get to more grounds around the footballing world. You can also follow Haters TV on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat and our wonderful website at haters.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>